0: I hope there's not going to be an awkward silence at the beginning of this.
1: It. It's fine. We cut out all the awkward silences. It's fine. There's a thing called editing, Matt. I know you're not well-versed in it. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Mm.
2: But, um, no, you don't get it. take that, Matt. Yeah. Don't take that. Yeah. Fuck this you. Fuck you. Yeah, you're not get getting me. any presents
0: now. <laughs>
1: Hey, yeah. I hate you, I want my stuff, back. you're never going to get anything from me
0: again. Mm-hmm. See if I can. Mm-hmm.
1: You do as I like buy you like a present a month and just give it to you on either your birthday or Christmas. That's why you end up with so much shit at Christmas. You're not fucking getting that again. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm
1: mm-hmm. done, man. I'm done feeling guilty about all the shit you buy me uh, and having to guys, make up You guys, so you
2: just stop like, at each other's throats. It's, it's really, it's crying, it's making me cry a bit. Like,
1: so yeah, I can that. see that. Uh-huh. Yeah. God, I think it's is. also just hay for you. It might just be hay for you. Oh, it's the crocodile clips
0: attached to your testicles. <laughs> Pardon? Yeah.
2: So, uh, the thing
0: I said about awkward silences.
2: Uh, I think it's time for some intro music.
1: Oh, wait, I. no, it's too
2: early.
1: <laughs> oh. It's too <laughs> early. You're
2: going to
1: deny me? <laughs> I'm going to deny you. I've been looking
2: forward to this all day, Tommen. Serious? Seriously, Dad? Okay.
0: <laughs> Bit <laughs> premature there, Chris. Yeah. So um, I
2: just do that.
1: Sometimes. You know what? I'm going to fill this up with idle chit chat to piss Chris off, so he uh. can't do the intro music uh, for like you... an hour.
0: <laughs> God damn it, you bastard! So, said
1: so Matt, how's life?
0: Well, I've been thinking about my favourite Pokemon just recently.
1: Oh yes.
0: Yeah, and definitely not Hypno, even though he he was the first Pokemon I got to a level hundred. Um, but I was really
1: because I thought I thought you loved Hypno, and he abducted fuck children. Fuck off! Fuck off!
0: Um, But um, i I always quite like Blastoise, to be honest. Well, I love Squirtle as well. And, uh, in fact, uh, I am nicknamed Squirtle for some reason. (laughs) I don't know why.
2: I used to to love the turtle family, uh, Blastoise. Mm. I never liked Wartortle, though. Yeah, no, he he uh,
0: seemed quite slow to kind of...
2: Yeah, like Squirtle looked like a turtle, Blastoise, badass, Mm. and then Wartortle's like the awkward teen in between. Like, what the fuck happened there? But, but yeah. that
1: is the third, ev- the second evolution of energy. Second
2: evolutions are always fucking awkward looking. Like, no one likes yeah. a second evolution. Who cares about a second evolution? Jesus.
1: Sometimes I, like, I refuse my Pokemon second evolution because I just don't want to see it.
2: That's true. Don't that, want to deal with again, it. Then again, like, a pa- uh, technically Pikachu is a second evolution. So yeah, I like his design. Oh, yeah, that's true. But Electabuzz, uh, you know, there's someone's... You know, they introduced a whole bunch of baby Pokemon because we needed that. So, yeah...
0: I suppose, are a give and take, I suppose. Do you know what I used to do with Squirtle? And... Oh,
1: I don't think we need to know yeah, that. Back off,
0: back off. <laughs> Go on. Uh, Squirtle, um, Bulbasaur and Charmander, what you used to do, I used to train them up until, you know, um, they're second-generation ones. So, like, what's what did you call the one before Blastoise? Uh, Wartortle. Right, like, Wartortle. You'd get him up to, say, like, 36, was it, or something? Uh-huh. And then he would evolve what you basically do is you just train up Squirtle until, like, level 35, and then yeah. you evolve. and So then you've only got, like, one
2: One level, level it, it of use. Yeah,
1: I used it. to do that sometimes yeah. on the game.
2: Apparently yeah. it made your Pokémon level up faster when you did that, but you learn yeah. moves a lot uh, slower. Yeah. Because they all had so their different levels good. for moves.
0: Yeah. I actually quite like Butterfree as well, for some crazy reason.
1: Because it's cute. It's just like this little thing that does fuck all.
2: He's endearing because he's like the first one you get to the, like the max level, yeah. but you realise he's one of those, you know, the max level Pokemon that isn't actually as strong as any of the others. He, he's very, he is. A Beedrill as well, like fucking Beedrill, hmm. like they are quite weak in the in the in the long game.
0: Yeah, it's like Metapod's the hardest one to train up because he does literally, and particularly if you capture a Metapod yeah. who's just got hardened. <laughs> you can't de-barish with him.
1: Uh, what I used to do is make those ones my starter Pokemon and just switch them out whenever
0: I got to a battle. So yeah. when I won
1: the battle, they'd get half the points. That's
0: what I used to do as well. You could get them up to, like... Well, I, I managed to get, like, a Caterpie up to level 20 or something.
2: But at least they still had something like String Shot. But you have Magikarp. At least Magikarp had a massive payoff. But yeah. keep... Magikarp,
1: splash, 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 splash,
2: what, what do you do with that Magikarp? Just splash, splash, splash. And it's just like it's literally. It doesn't
1: even hurt Fire Pokemon. Yeah. Magikarp, you splash, nothing happened. He did turn he...
0: into Gyarados, though, didn't
1: he? Yeah, Garidos. Garidos. Gyarados.
2: Gyarados. Did you it. call him Jerry Redos? Like some sort of celebrity from yesteryear, Jerry Redos? <laughs> you know, he turned oh out God. well, didn't he?
1: Oh, my God. Whichever one of us has a child we should call them Jerry Ridos and spell it Gary
2: I must have at least two on my old Game Boys somewhere. What, children? Oh, I thought you meant Gyarados.
1: <laughs> I meant both, to be honest. Yeah, Jerry
2: Ridos. Yeah, I'm all right. Though. Yeah, Jerry yeah. Ridos. We'll call Although, our ch- children Jerry Ridos. The one one's Redos. got to be called Jarvis because he's going to be a detective, right?
0: <laughs> okay. Starping. That was another one, or if it st- was it Star P? I can't. Star remember. me. Was that the first star one? Star you. What did it involve in Star you? That's it. Oh, not not yeah, Then n- well, n- it involves in Star me.
2: Here, I? Man, I remember all this shit. 150, they're the ones, man. Yeah.
1: Man. <sighs> Life is harder now. Yeah. Kids are shitter. Their TV is shitter. I think I think kids are genuinely shitter because their TV is shitter.
2: What the millennials? Yeah. Yeah, well they're self entitled, but.
1: Oh yeah, they are the twats, aren't they?
2: <laughs> But it's about time there was a, a worse generation than apparently the X generation, Generation X. Because everyone gives 90, 90s kids the shit because they were, like, the last real... No-one really thought about the noughties, you know, but now now we're noticing the millennials and what they're like. Yeah. By the
1: way, one of you has a loud clock in the background. Probably me. Okay. <laughs> That's going to be a bitch for me, isn't it, Griff?
2: Just, just leave it in, because, like, we're all in the same room. Um... <laughs> And, look, we need to keep time because we're humans, OK? Yeah. we got, like, shit to do and, like, fucking spreadsheets we really... and shit. Yeah.
1: OK, if you say so. It's yeah. the
2: world
0: ticking time down.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know, like, yeah. we're busy Counting down to the end. We've got to give a speech after this haven't we?
1: You know what's great about the generation getting shitter and shitter? They're the ones that are going to die on the dying planet. We get to die like normal yeah. mm, people. I've always thought- they're going to they're die because of an apocalypse or something.
2: It's a bit of a selfish thought, but it's a nice thought as well because you think to yourself, oh, shit. Oh, globalization, that, oh, I wish it wasn't. Still, I'll be dead.
1: Yeah. No, no, because I, I sometimes think, okay, I need to do this stuff to like, so the world doesn't die or it prolongs it. And then I just realise, you know what? I'm not going to be alive. And the kids now, they can deal with it. It's their, it's their problem. Mm-hmm. They, they need to stop being shit.
0: Yeah, the world's going to end anyway. So, yeah. Who cares? Also, the reason why we can hate the 2000 kids is it just makes us feel superior. Basically, oh, this is good. We need plenty of options, opportunities to feel superior. So,
1: yeah, but the noughties kids also try and pretend they're 90s kids. And I was like, no, you're not. You did not have Keenan and Kel. You didn't have any of that shit. You watched it on Nickelodeon reruns. They try and adopt the 90s way of life in their childhood. And I was like, no. You were born in 1999. You are not a noughties you know, kid. You know, no, 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 kid.
2: let's not be hipster about this. If they want to enjoy the nineties, let them enjoy the nineties.
1: Yeah, but know? they're not nineties children. If you're born in 1999...
2: Don't oh, don't don't wear it like a badge of honour. You know, be humble about it. Be like, yeah, If you come were born on, in dude.
1: 1999, <laughs> you're not a nineties kid. Let, let them
2: enjoy it, mate. Let me enjoy it. You know, come on in. Come enjoy our, our stuff. You know, you weren't born in this, but uh, we'll allow it. Come on in. We're, we're accepting, you know. Here's some Hey Arnold. Enjoy some Hey Arnold.
1: I bet you most naughty kids haven't even heard of Hey Arnold.
2: That's because they're cunts.
1: <laughs> the C word. Keep it like the, <laughs> <laughs> the C word.
2: Whoops. Children. The C word.
1: Intro music.
2: You bitch. <laughs> 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 Where we talk about stuff.
1: I had to, because I knew you wanted to. Is our chat over, then?
2: I suppose so.
1: Okay, mm. so um, what is this episode about, Matt? You chose this
0: this, May, this no segway, lovely episode, no segway, light-hearted Tana, episode. No segue.
1: Well, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I am just
0: going to go on about evangelicals We were not going to get a segue
1: for this episode. But evangelicals. are <laughs> talking about Pokemon.
0: We <laughs> could have done evangelicals. <laughs>
1: you were not getting a segue.
0: Oh, you... Yeah, I just hate you, Tarmin. You're definitely not getting any presents
2: now.
1: (laughs) Go fuck yourself, Matt.
2: Okay, I will. Do you want me to attempt a segue? Yeah, go on then. Okay. Speaking about uh, the cult of Pokemon, uh, what's this uh, thing about cults that you were hinting at earlier today?
0: hmm? Yeah, well, thank you for that segue, Chris. (laughs) See, that's how you do it, (laughs) Tarmin.
1: I'm going to edit everything that you just said (laughs) out.
0: You're such a shit. You know when you said you wanted to to go fuck myself, So I do it now or after the podcast?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you yeah? do it now, people wouldn't notice.
2: Matt, but, you're right. giving her all this ammo in your words. She'll edit this. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not,
1: I'm, not, I'm not actually going to do the episode on said person. I'm just going to leave all of the weird, <laughs> random shit that Matt has said in it and <laughs> upload that.
0: Right. Do you know I'm just going to ignore you, tarvin for this episode, so... Yeah. <laughs> Right, great. This episode is about Benny Evangelist, although his um, his actual name, his or born name, was Benedetto Evangelista.
1: Really, I th- I read Benjamino and Benjamin.
0: Benny. He turned it to Be- he turned it into Benjamina, I believe, and so oh, okay. became Benny. He was all- he's just known as Benny, though. but um, he emigra- immigrated, or emigrated. I'm not sure which one you say actually to America from Italy. I think he was is addition- he from
1: Italy because I couldn't find that either. He
0: was, yeah, he's from an Italian immigrant. So basically oh, yeah, evangelistic. He was, to um, he was uh, I think, initially from Naples, which oh. uh, is important a bit later on, kind of. And uh, yeah, so he immigrated around uh, the turn of the century, I think 1904. And yeah. he initially settled in Philadelphia, where he worked as a member of a railroad repair gang and it was there that he met and he was 19 at this point. Yeah. And he met a friend who was also from Naples called Aurelius Angelino. And he's going to become very important later on, but they were both fanatics about like mysticism and stuff like that and Benny was such fanatic that he even wrote a book which is called the oldest history of the world discovered by occult science in Detroit, Michigan. Didn't sell very well, apparently, and um, I can guess why the title's, like, the longest title in the world. Hmm. It uh, wasn't very good, apparently. Partly because he, as, as being an like, Italian immigrant, he only can really learn basic English, I haven't uh, read, so apparently, like, the language is quite clunky. And, but apparently it does have its moments, some people say.
2: Well, you know, he didn't attempt it in his own language.
0: Yeah, which is, you
2: know, quite a thing to that try. Is, I, I respect to that, you know. Yeah. yeah
1: but wouldn't it been better or easier for him to write it in his own language and then someone could have translated it <laughs> into English?
2: I didn't, would it not have been if he got, not he's not got
0: much m- money, though. Oh, OK. This is, I think, hmm. the time before he had money. Right, um, so, yeah, here he kind of laid out the beginnings of what would be a, a, a cult, which he hoped would become Worldwide. And this cult was called the Great Union Federation of America. Mm -hmm. And this is the cult he would go on to form. Um, And it would go on to be reasonably successful in relative terms. And in this book, he kind of likened himself to an ancient king, which he called King Ittle. And we'll come back to this book, I think, a little bit later on. Um,
2: When you say it was relatively successful... Uh, do you mean relatively as in it's not even around anymore?
0: Well no, no. You can
1: I, I think there was a PDF on it online.
0: Yeah, it, it, brought, it certainly brought him money. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it was like um I think it was kind of about like the hundred number I would say, from what I read. It was kind of So about the
1: viewership the the listenership on the Doc Seduction then?
0: Yeah, so not like I'm not I'm not saying like amazingly successful, but it it was enough to I think help him be a bit comfortable in terms of It was of more like
2: a, a means to an end
0: at the time. Yeah. It w- what I'm trying to say, it wasn't just like him and a few friends. Mm. Kind of. It, well, there, was, there was a reasonable following, I'd say. Okay. And um, Detroit, well, he's still in Philadelphia at the time, but come on to this, but Detroit would have quite a lot of these kind of cults, so he wasn't the only cult around at the time. As I said, he, he moved to Detroit, and there might be a possible reason for this, but we'll discuss that later on. So I think we're going to f- fast forward now to the year that he was murdered.
1: Well, did you mention that in 1906, that's when he started his visions? He got visions from God.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, So because um, he used to write, um, I think I read, like, between the hours of 12 and 3, and it, it, he would have these kind of, like, visions. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah, and that,
2: visions
0: which people bought into. Yeah, and um, this inspired a lot of his book.
2: What kind of visions are we talking about?
0: I did didn't really go into much detail, but I think it was like visions of gods and because I that, I, I, as think, well. I think
2: they're called dreams
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, daydreaming. I think that's what we'd call it.
1: Isn't that why people bought into his like shit? Basically. <laughs> yeah. I'm a spiritual leader. I can I can heal people if you give me $10 per session.
0: Yeah. He, I think he must have been relatively charismatic to pull this off. Cult leaders
1: usually have to be, don't they?
2: Yeah. Technically, you can make a cult out of most things these days. You could actually go to your flock in the meeting of worship and go, tell you what, lads, you know, I had a curry before I went to bed last night with some cheese. And, uh, oh, God, was just sending me all these visions, you know. Yeah. talking about how I'm going to fall down the stairs this is a this is a lesson by the way about stay away from him or you mm. know just anything you could, people people want to follow shit and yeah. if someone knows this they can they can take advantage of that i just uh, I, sometimes i just get a bit annoyed at cults
0: yeah i mean i i said he's charismatic However, the, I have read that the Italian kind of immigrants, they were quite superstitious. Mm-hmm. So it might have, it wasn't that hard in some ways, I guess, to kind of... Gather them around. Them. Take yeah. Get
2: out your, your best magic set and do a few miracles on the street.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was a carpenter by trade, but where he really made his money was selling hexes and herbs and all kinds of, like, these spiritual remedies.
1: Yeah, because if God gives you powers and shit, he certainly wants you to use it for financial gain. Yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: why wouldn't he? Yeah. So I should just briefly say Detroit had uh, kind of... It's, it's part of what you'd call the, the beginnings of, like, the American dream, where a lot of people, like, a lot of immigrants came from, like, other countries and came, and Detroit was often where they went because industry was just starting to grow there. So uh, there's quite a lot of immigrants in the community... And, obviously, they brought with them some of the... Uh, like, the Hungarian community brought with them the beliefs in, like, werewolves and stuff like that and witches. So that's where a lot of this kind of cult stuff begins with, and it, it was a real problem for Detroit in the 20s. So there was a lot of Italians in the Detroit community, and, you know, he did all this stuff, um, all this cult stuff, despite the fact that, you know, he was a church-going Roman Catholic they don't usually go too well together, I think.
1: No, they don't, because believing in the occult is like believing in the yeah. dark side of, you know, imaginary friends upstairs and downstairs.
0: Yeah, and mm. his visions from gods also. I mean, that's kind of false idols. I don't think the Catholics like that very much, if
2: I remember hey, rightly. But, but before you guys go hating on, on religion, I'll just have you know I, I became born again in jail. So, just <laughs> if you need to let rip, I'm just saying, go ahead. But you will all burn in hell.
1: I understand the belief of yeah. something, and I understand that these religions have been about for eons. So people were stupid back then. Although mine is but a... especially. You know, Pardon?
2: mine's a section of a, a, a certain forgotten Orthodox uh, priesthood. So I actually believe in Candyland. So uh, you know, <laughs> G-Man. I believe there, in but,
1: that too. Yeah.
2: So you know, I'm just saying. You know, do not insult any sweet treats or anything like that. You know, holy art thou the lollipop? <laughs>
1: yeah, believe in what you want. Okay, believe if you believe in your imaginary friends. I oh, don't I care. fucking
2: will, mate. Uh, <laughs> Snoopy and all those lovable idiots.
1: Peggy Mitchell. Yeah, oh. I believe in her. <laughs> oh, Peggy. The feels
2: I'm glad
1: for, she... for any non-UK listeners. Peggy Mitchell was um, a character in a long-running TV serial who um, passed
0: away recently, so...
2: Our lo- Queen of Hearts.
1: She was the Duchess Man, the Duchess of the Queen
0: Vic. A long-running soap opera which should have been put down ages ago.
1: Shut <laughs> the fuck up, the OK? It's, actually quite, up good now. it's I... actually quite good now. It's actually quite good now. It's getting decent. As
2: Elton John would have said, she was like a candle in the wind. Unreliable.
1: <laughs> you know he was thinking about a guy, right?
2: I don't care. Okay. What, anyway, what the
1: wind? fuck are we
0: saying? <laughs> right. So, um I mean, even more terrible, this guy was an estate agent, apparently. I mean, Couldn't get Wait, any who, worse. Benny? Yeah, he was a but, real estate broker. Well, they so, always in Was he not? Of power? I didn't read that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I read this. I
1: I, I heard he was found by a real estate broker.
0: No, he was one, and a fellow one was coming about the selling a farm.
1: He had a lot of shrinks to his
0: bow. Um, He worked from home at his house, um, which is 3587 St. Auburn Avenue, although it doesn't exist anymore, so don't go try finding it, anyone.
1: Well, it's... It it still exists as an area, it's just not called that.
0: Well, no, the house doesn't exist, it got knocked down.
1: Oh, okay, well, yeah, usually houses where this shit happens and gets (laughs) knocked down. No one wants to
0: live there. And he owned considerable property in the area, and he had a lot of people who rented off him, so he had a lot of people come in to pay their bills directly at his house. So um, they'd often bring their wives and children um, who were suffering from various maladies. And um, after he collected the rent off them, he would mumble a cult chant and perform some brief cabalistic rites with dolls, sometimes with pins, sometimes without. To, to end it all, to cap it all off, he'd do a little show with a, a joint jolting dance, it's called, apparently. Joint jolting dance? Yeah, and this is a, of, of his own invention, apparently, I was reading. So um, what uh, a joint so jolting dance is, I'm not quite
2: sure
1: i uh, i think it's pronounced bullshit
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> he, hey, good one
1: and, and, um, T. don't
0: call me tea what, five. <laughs> <Is that her>? <laughs> <laughs> so to tap it all off this is the most amazing bit he'd then pat the owner or, or the patient on the head and then pronounce him or her cured so that that's just good. like your
2: granddad or something Patting
1: you on the head, so you know you feel fucking better. Fucking hate faith healers. I, like, I, I, I fucking was, hate them.
2: I get away with anything. Like I was, I was all right before. Actually, apparently, you were technically gay, but uh, <laughs> I sorted you out, didn't I? Oh, I didn't know. All right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Any one of us could go fucking do that, all right? Yeah.
2: Like you actually had a cough coming on. Uh, you're welcome. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you're in for a treat. Yeah. You, Is that me? You
1: had hay fever. Now you don't. It might also have something to do with you taking some satirism, but...
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. right. However, he didn't really trust these remedies uh, when it came to his own health, as he had a highly paid physician, apparently, that used to look after him and his family. Of so, course. Yeah, just Hypocrite to make luck.
1: them look like the epitome yeah. of health so they can sell their bullshit. Yeah.
0: Um, so he appeared to be quite a successful and contented man, That is Um,
2: such a fucking hypocritical bullshit move. Yeah. He's
1: such a bastard, all right? And, like, if... okay, I don't want to spoil it for you, but when Matt summed it up for me when I asked who he was, he was, like, some cult leader that got murdered, I was just like, gives a fuck. Like, if it wasn't for his family, then I would just be like, who gives a shit? Like, the guy deserved to die.
2: It's the Rasputin effect. Like, no one... People start to see through this sort of bullshit after a while, and it's, you know, you can't hide it forever. It's just he's taking liberties, this guy. This guy is almost balls to the wall, I don't give a shit. Like, (laughs) uh, did he try to hide it at least, or what? I
0: don't think so. I think... Um, I, I I kind of
2: admire him for his own. Yeah, like, I, I mean, hate <laughs> him, but at the same time, he's, he's kind of a Trump, in a way. He's like,
1: a repulsive human being. Yeah, I like just... And, and it's good that he's no longer part of the world, because could you imagine how many people have died because he's told them that he's healed them? Yeah. They haven't sought actual medical help.
2: There was a woman who got in trouble for that with her cancer-curing uh, health guide. Have you heard of her? Good. In Australia, yeah. Well, Good. She's, she's, <laughs> it's really great, but I'll tell you something at the end of this.
0: They should, people
2: like that should get done for manslaughter, Wasn't
0: there Wasn't there one where it's like just drink orange juice and you don't get cancer or something?
2: That was like one of those internet things, but she, this woman actually made money off her book that she said cured her cancer. Turns out she never even had cancer, you know? Yeah, she, yeah. She's, but she never said sorry, she just tries to say, I, I, well, I thought I had cancer at the time, idiot. People, no, but
1: people like that seriously should get done for manslaughter or something. Because it's
2: it's tricky. It's not
1: people. right. They that what their actions are leading to people's death.
2: It's hoodwinking. You know. Yeah, but equal people
0: have the choice. You know, sensible oh people go to the doctor. Idiots go to Benny Evangelista. <laughs> basically.
1: Oh, oh, oh my god, are we being like moral compasses here?
2: Ah, uh, you're right.
1: Our morality is actually, we look like sane human beings, we look like, we sound like same human beings that care about mm. other people. Oh, yeah, look, we I'm, need to stop this.
2: I've evened it out. I'm touching myself right now, so it's all right. <laughs> don't
1: worry. Is that what's happening? Yeah, don't is worry, guys. Is that the guys. little P-shaped thing i see? We okay?
2: haven't turned. It's cool.
0: I'm going to say, he, he's, he's, he's not, probably not a nice guy, but he doesn't deserve to get murdered, or certainly not murdered
2: in the way he yeah. did. He deserves so, to be tried, yeah. right? He deserves to be mocked and, you know, stuff like that, but...
1: I don't mind him being murdered, it's just the rest of the family. That's a bit sad.
0: Yeah, well, I'm going to come on to that now because I'm going to move to 10.30. It's the morning of the 3rd of July, 1929. Uh, Mr Vincent Elias, another real estate broker having business with Benny, arrives at the house and he knocks on the unlocked door. No-one answers. He enters this, um, the office, which is quite small, apparently, and he, literally the first sight as he opened the door was the sight of Benny Evangelista slumped in his chair. The more surprising thing was that his head was on the floor. It's a bit unusual. You don't expect to find that.
1: that yeah, that never happens to you. Sometimes like, I lose my head all the time without <laughs> losing my glasses. Yeah. Like, it just falls off. And it's like, where did I leave my head again?
0: Yeah. what well, Where's it gone? Yeah. And obviously, because you, you don't have eyes, then, yeah, you, you, can't, can't you can't see where it is. Apparently, I, I, that's like, even just reading this made me feel slightly kind of weird. Apparently, his eyes were just staring upwards. Don't know whether it's like, literally right at um, this Vincent Elias or something, but I, I must admit, that would be quite a freaky thing to see.
1: I, I imagine it's, um, they, like, rolled back into their sockets.
0: Yeah, I can imagine you'd kind of like that kind of thing, Tom. You're, you're a bit weird.
1: <laughs> what the fuck, man!
0: You, you you don't find horror films scary. You you would be probably unfazed by that.
1: Uh, I've uh, I've been writing about how I found horror films scary in the recent years. Bullshit!
2: Yeah. Yeah, bullshit you don't find time. that scary. You, you... I don't
1: find that scary because it's not fucking scary.
2: You're unfazed.
1: It's situations that are scary, not that. That's just what? brutal. ahead.
2: By yeah, I like,
1: it's just ahead. Like it's situations that I find scary, certain situations, but that no,
0: not really. Yeah. Okay. Tom's a weirdo. Uh. (laughs) So, yeah, um, Elias let out a yelp and he ran for the police. Now, this is where it gets a bit complicated because it's not just the police who ended up turning up at the house. There was other people as well. Um, There was journalists uh, who'd obviously been tipped off. So a lot of people stormed the house, and what they discovered in... The other room is a lot more gruesome and quite sad, really. Basically, Benny's wife, who I have down her name is Santina, and they had, I think, four children as well. The youngest, who's just 18 months old, and they were all under eight. Yeah, all under eight. And basically, whoever had murdered Benny had tried to murder Santina as well and had attempted to decapitate Santina's head. It was still hanging on on strands and was just kind of, I I've read it was just resting on her arm.
1: And she had an 18-month-old baby, her 18-month-old baby son. Yeah,
0: and all I'm going to say about them is they were just chopped to pieces, and I'm not going to go into any more detail about them because I don't think we need to. So, yeah, and basically, newsmen and... Policemen had just stormed the place, and it kind of made finding evidence very difficult because everyone had just touched things, which you know meant there was just millions of handprints. Well, not literally millions of handprints, but there was loads of handprints on these objects. And yeah, I, I read somewhere that Detroit had not seen a bloodbath or at least not a mass murder that commanded so much attention. I mean, there were a lot of other things going on in Detroit at the time, like political assassinations. And
1: there was a lot of, like, ritualistic murders at the time. Yeah,
0: but n- none that really commanded, I think, so much attention as this. This was quite well, well, they really wouldn't, because gruesome.
1: he was, like, a cult leader, so I'm assuming he's, like, yeah. a local celebrity. So he would obviously get more attention than other peasants, I assume.
0: yeah. And so, yeah, and, and this is a thing that, I mean, the press around this lasted for a good two or three years because it just, well, it went unsolved and is obviously still unsolved today. And obviously police at, at this time discovered the temple in his basement, which um, I think is what interests quite a few people about this case, as well as the decapitation. It was kind of like an occult room, and it had this altar featuring a large, large single eye, which is inverted commas called the evil eye. And you'll hear this in the other cult stories from Detroit as well. Well, I think it's quite a common thing in cults, the evil eye, isn't it? Yeah. I've heard it before elsewhere. Um, and from the ceiling of his basement, these paper mache and like wax figures kind of literally hung. And they were kind of, like, all different kind of things. They were, like, sinister and foreign images as well as occult gods. And Benny claimed they all had their kind of, like, separate magic. And apparently um, the effect was, if there was, like, a breeze, they'd be, like, set in motion, which give it quite a spooky effect, I'm told. And so, and apparently that's the kind of desired effect he was hoping for. So I can imagine all the people down there, that would be a little bit spooky, I guess. So,
2: Culty, yeah.
1: man's just a weirdo, man.
2: Yeah. Well, that's a uh, that's a scary dish right there. You guys are creeping me out, okay? Yeah. But um, yeah, that's uh that's that's fucked up. I love these kind of cult stories. Uh, they need to. When you have a cult story, you've got to have like a, a god box layer or some sort of creepy air room. That uh, you've got to have something, some sort of story. To yeah. That. And this this has it all. I like it.
0: Ooh. You can actually see them. Um, they are on the internet. I think. Seriously? Oh. Yeah. Um, I mean, they look a bit spooky. I mean, they, I, to me, they look a bit silly, I think it's almost.
1: spookier to people that are living in the 1920s than it is people living they, in 2016. They just
0: look weird in the fact that they don't actually look that great, but then a lot of the occult things didn't. They do look a bit kind of weird.
1: Yeah, but again, it's the situation. These are these occult-looking objects in the house of someone yeah. that was an occultist.
0: To me, they Cult-leader. kind of look more funny than anything else. Yeah, um,
1: but to them it would symbolise something because uh, that's what he immersed himself in. That was his um, ideology and yeah. what he was known for.
0: I think if you look up Dull, Tool Dim, Bulb, it's a blog, I think you can see a photo of them. I think that, that's what they are, so yeah. Um, they also found death threats. One uh, that was particularly an, a note that came from the Black Hand. Which, well, the Black Hand's not actually like a criminal gang, it's more a method of extortion, and they basically leave notes, usually kind of like threats, saying, we'll kill you, chop your head off, um, stab you in the heart and stuff like that. And I've just got to get my phone up quickly, because oh, I've man, got a bit more I've, detail.
2: I found the Pepe mache gods. These are weird. Mm. These are fucking weird.
0: Yeah, so the black hand tactics involve sending a letter to the victim threatening bodily harm, kidnapping, arson or murder. The letter usually would demand, like, a specific amount of money and it had to be, like, d- delivered at a specific place. These letters were often, like, decorated with threatening symbols like a, a smoking gun, hangs hangman noose or a skull or knife dripping with blood or piercing a human heart and it would often be signed, held up in the universal gesture of warning. Mm. It would be very, like, thick ink. And it would sometimes have a, a black hand on it and that's where it kind of comes from. Interesting, the Black Hand has origins in Naples, which is where um, Benny came from, and it is rumoured that he had distant relatives involved with the Black Hand, or even he may have himself been caught up in it, and that might come on to why a suspect later on.
2: <laughs> wouldn't surprise me, I mean, this, just judging from this guy's job and, you know, his occupations, yeah. you know, he obviously liked positions of power and, you know, having power over people. Black Hand is definitely a way to do that, I suppose. Yeah.
0: They were all around America, and it was often within, like, the Italian immigrants, because it obviously came from Italy. But this letter in particular just said, this is your last chance, and this was sent six months before he was murdered. And it was designed the vendetta. So whoever the vendetta was, or whether it was a group in particular, six
1: months was like a long time to wait to murder someone. There,
0: yeah, yeah. But they might have wanted to wait that time. We don't know what it, what it was about. Sense, right, moving on. I've got to find where I am quickly.
2: Jesus. Uh, I guess it does blow my mind that back in those days, you had to wait a long time for most things anyway. Yeah. You know? Like, if, for instance, if I was to, I couldn't just talk to you on here, Matt, I'd have to send you a letter and hope you are still alive. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> you know, like, we wouldn't know, would we?
0: Yeah, it does make you kind of wonder sometimes how they cope sometimes. I mean, because, like, Telegram, I think, was the quickest way in some way to say stuff. Yeah, but that. you'd
1: actually have to own a Telegram. Yeah,
0: and that wasn't always easy. I mean, because wasn't Telegram how they captured um, Crippin? Wasn't that the way? Yeah. yeah.
1: M- Chris wouldn't know that Crippin. <laughs> That oh, was I, just between us two, because yeah. that one was actually quite... Bad. Yeah, but Crippin was know,
0: quite a famous case, so you,
2: you've probably heard of it, haven't you, Chris? I know when to agree, though, so, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, as I said, um, the police had literally destroyed almost all evidence by just handling... They were so eager to capture this maniac that, yeah, they just, so, the only evidence that was found was a somewhat smudged and bloody thumbprint on the latch of the back door. So this is literally the only bit of evidence we've got to, you know, to, to as evidence.
1: Wait a minute! This murderer didn't wear actually. I guess it was 1929. Why would he wear gloves? I mean, I know they were fingerprinting at that point, but it wasn't that great, and people didn't have a wide knowledge of it, did they?
0: I don't know. I mean, it depends who the murderer was, in a way. I guess whether they knew to wear gloves or not. Um,
1: yeah, a professional hitman would. So yeah.
0: I guess that rules out some people. Yeah. Over 60 officers were assigned to this case, which to me sounds quite a lot for the time. Um, I wouldn't necessarily thought that would put that much effort into that. Are they,
1: In the initial investigation or just over time?
0: I think initially, because they, they literally interviewed hundreds of people at the time. Uh, they, I think they were pretty keen to find out who did this. And they interviewed the local parish priest who, uh, rather interestingly, insisted that it was Mrs Evangelista, so Santina, he insisted that she was the true occultist and that Benny was just a a shrewd huckster who made money off ignorant people and superstitious people. And kind of just said he didn't believe Benny was very honest and didn't believe he had true beliefs in this occult stuff. Oh, shocking. Yeah. Absolutely shocking. Um, Rather funnily, the coroner in kind of a, it's a rather understatement, this, he called it an unusual case.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a bit more than an unusual case, mate. So, yeah, um, I'm going to move on to the suspects now, if you're ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm good to go. First suspect, actually, to say, one person was arrested on the day of the murder, but um, it didn't go anywhere as far as I could read. Guy, who got his name somewhere. Angelo Poli or Doppoli, I don't know how you pronounce that. Doppoli? Yeah, he was arrested on the day of the murder with a blood-covered curved knife which is used for b- chopping bananas in his barn. I didn't know bananas bled. Yeah, so you do have to wonder where did the blood come from it is a bit suspicious on the day of the murder, but apparently this didn't go anywhere, so...
2: Because, yeah, you know, that. that of course they bleed.
0: He may have just cut his finger, you know.
1: Yeah, blood-covered. A
0: lot, you know. You could
1: Actually, you know have. what? I've cut my finger before, and it bled a lot more than... I've cut my finger a few times, and they bleed a lot more uh, than you think.
2: You know, he's sitting in jail thinking, oh, I should have said, I bleed, not my bananas. <laughs> 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 Silly quit. <twit.
0: laughs> you know, no, Matt, Matt,
1: you did actually forget something. What? About the case. The day before, there was money in the house as well.
0: Oh, yeah. Because because
1: Benny was supposed to be purchasing a lot of wood. Yeah,
0: um, I forgot to mention, he was, at this stage, quite rich. He obviously had a lot of property, so you need quite a bit of money for that, even back in those days. So, yeah, he he was quite a successful guy. Not, like, a millionaire or whatever, but, I mean, he'd had relative success, you could say. Um, So, yeah, he had quite a lot of money in the house. So that's what police initially kind of thought...
1: No, no, this night in particular, though... Because in the morning, yeah, he was yeah. going to purchase uh, um, loads and loads of wood, so he had a lot of cash on hand.
0: Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. They believed that the motive may have been financial at the time. That was before they kind of delved a bit further into his uh, rather weird tendencies. But nothing else, I, I didn't find anything else on this guy, so I just assume they found him innocent, I guess. But it's pretty hard to tell. And that comes on to the first, like, proper suspect that we get, which is Umberto. Uh, Tecchio, I believe is how you pronounce it. Tecchio had visited Benny on the night of the murder. That's July the 2nd, 1929. He was making a final payment on his house. He'd gone with a friend called Camillo Tress. Camillo? I don't know. He'd gone to the house that night with Tecchio and adamantly insisted that his friend Umberto had left Benny's, Benny's premises no later than 11 p.m and that Evangelista was alive at the time. He then claims they went to the pub and drank a lot. Tecchio, however, was never charged and died in his sleep on November twenty sixth, 1934. That was not to be the end of his involvement in this case, though, as a few weeks after he died, his former wife, who had since remarried twice, had come to police and told him that the two murder weapons used were two machetes that Benny employed in his cult rituals to slay chickens, she claimed.
1: Oh, my God, this guy. Like, what the fuckery, yeah, which man? Is making, what the
0: fucker Which is making me... I, an early suspect for me is, like, a ghost of a chicken or a chicken seeking revenge, you know, for his friend's murder. That's yes. uh, so that's what I'm going for at the moment. To know this, I, I'm wondering whether she was a member of the cult, whether it was more than just, like, a business involvement there. To know yeah, that these machetes possibly, were used in cult rituals, unless you were just making a good guess. So, yeah, she found these two machetes in a bag kept by her then-husband. This is, this is at the time. So the police, on hearing this, they tried in vain to search for these machetes, but they cannot be found. It's assumed that if he was the killer, he'd hidden them away somewhere. Another, sus- another person came forward, a newsboy c- named Frank Constanzo. He accused Tecchio as well. Are
1: all of these people Italian now? Yeah,
0: it's, a, it's the Italian <laughs> community. It's go- they're going to be all Italians. He claimed to have been delivering newspapers in the area around five in the morning, and he claims to have seen Tecchio standing on Benny's front porch as if he was leaving the house. He said hello to Tecchio, Tecchio apparently grunted back at him.
1: Was Tekio covered in blood?
0: No, that's the well, interesting point. I'm
1: assuming if, like, he actually did it, then he'd be covered well, in blood.
0: Well, uh, this is why he got exonerated in the end by the police. Um, I was coming to you, Tom, him. God, we're okay. jumping ahead. Uh, the boy, however, didn't come to the police at the time because he was in fear of Tecchio, and there's a good reason, actually, for this. He was... A lot of people were scared of Tecchio. For a start, he was suspected of practising this black-hand extortion that we were talking about. And as we noted, some black-hand notes were found in his, in Evangelista's house, but they weren't traceable, so there wasn't really much to go on there. Also, Tecchio had killed a man before. He'd killed his brother-in-law in an argument. He'd ended up plunging a dagger into his heart. And this was just three months as well before Benny and his family were killed. However, Tecchio was exonerated in this case as he claimed he was acting in self-defence. Yeah,
1: plunging a dagger into someone's heart. Possibly, I mean, it depends. Like That's self-defence. No, no, self-defence, you want to cause some damage but not enough to
0: kill them. Uh, yeah, I put if, if it's the only place you can aim for, though. If he's like strangling you or something, I guess. If he's strangling you. If he really thought his life was in fear, that, that's what you could do, I guess. Mm. I mean, you got know, in an argument; it's they're not probably thinking straight, so you're just trying to aim for wherever. Yeah. I would have thought, I guess. So yeah, uh, Teco's ex-wife divorced him after the Evangelista slayings, and she subsequently remarried to a man called Louis Peruzzi. Peruzzi, I don't know, and. They lived in the house that she'd lived in with Tecchio. Tecchio lost the house in the divorce, so and it didn't go down too well with him. And he, in early 1932, he threatened to blow up the house unless it was returned to him. It was not. On November the 9th, 1932... It seems like a lovely man. Yeah. Louis Peruzzi was shot dead as he sat smoking his pipe on the front porch of his house... Interestingly, the Parisians had even asked for protection from Tecchio, so they were certainly scared about Tecchio. However, perhaps more surprising, Parisio's death was ruled suicide. Oh. So he somehow shot himself in the head
2: while smoking oh, a pipe. But that's the
1: police for you, don't, isn't it? Because if it's a suicide, they don't have to do
0: anything.
2: Then
1: again... It's a, it's a closed case. This yeah. is,
2: what, the 1920s or 30s?
0: Yeah, but when there's reasonable evidence that Tecchio has got a bit of a grudge against him, you'd think there'd be a bit more kind of investigation down that line. I'm just
2: just saying, like, there was police heavily involved in, like, black hands and gang warfare and stuff. So he'd been
0: exonerated of two murders, basically. So you do wonder whether there was kind of some police connection there, because, as you say, I mean, he, he... it's the self-defence argument could be weak. He could have actually intended yeah, to kill. Yeah, after
1: the first... OK, so, yeah, you can get away with the first one, right? But after the second one, come on now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm almost certain he did kill this Peruzzi guy. He's got more than enough motive to, so...
1: Yeah, he wanted his bloody house back. That's worth killing for.
0: But the main reason that he was ruled out as a suspect for the Benny killing was that the police believed that the thumbprint that was left on the latch was that of a left handed man, whereas Takeo was right handed. So that's the official reason why he's I'm
1: sorry, but I've opened the door with my left hand and I'm right handed.
0: Yeah. It's possible. I mean is that
1: not a thing? People I can open you know what, I'm maybe I'm a magical being, I can open mm. the door with either hand.
0: I think I don't know if you can tell whether his head was cut off by someone he was right handed or not. So that's that's the official reason why he was ruled out.
1: I guess you can tell if someone's head is cut off by someone's mm. right-handed or left. Because that's the way that you'd swing. You'd swing if you were left-handed, yeah. you'd swing down from the left. If you are right-handed, you swing down from the right.
0: Yeah. OK. Also, I, I would argue there's not like a really clear motive of why he would murder Benny and his family. I think if he had a problem with Benny, wouldn't he just kill Benny?
1: Yeah, that's my problem with this whole case. Yeah. It has to be something. Benny must have done something to incite so much anger to this person, because it's not just him killing Benny, it's butchering his whole family in a violent way. Yeah. Like, to get revenge, like, you could easily just shoot him. This was violent. There was passion behind this murder.
0: Yeah, and also, the the previous case, he just seemed to have murdered people who he got a grudge against. I don't see any reason why he'd have a grudge against Benny's wife and the children. But a problem, like, with this case, this suspect as well, one of, like, the key witnesses, I couldn't find out who uh, was deported to Italy, so it made it a lot harder to, kind of, in, in hindsight, to kind of go back. Because, I mean, this was five years after the murder that Tecchio died, so trying to find out some things were probably difficult, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But we're talking about the murderer being left-handed. This brings us on to the next suspect, who was a guy I mentioned earlier. Aurelius Angelino, who was from Naples along with Benny and was, again, another mystic fanatic. In the book I mentioned, I mentioned King Itol, or Itol, I'm not sure how you pronounce that. He had a deranged son called Trampol, which, to me, just sounds like cowpole for tramps, if I'm honest.
1: It sounds like Donald Trump to me.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Um, He was a murderous creature, apparently, Benny related that Trampole had no remorse, for he was a magician. He had a great power of magnetism. He pardoned no one. He had not but murder in his heart, and the people were frightened of him. And uh, a lot of people who know about this case have a strong belief that it could be that Trampole was based on Angelino, who was a moody and truculent, truculent, how do you say that? Is it truculent? I don't know, I can't see I it. I think it's truculent. So, yeah, he he had form as well. All the suspects had form, by the way. I'm just going to say that now.
2: They had what, sorry? Form. Criminal they form. Bl- they'd
0: they'd yeah. all murdered before. Oh, right. So, yeah, um, in 1919, he'd grabbed an axe and went on a murder spree, chopping up two of his four children. I'm
1: sorry, 19 what, sorry? 1919. So, this was before the. Yeah, this is the, a good 10 um, years before. So, why the fuck is he walking the no, streets? No, no, no.
0: You got, wait, wait. He was committed to an insane asylum.
1: Oh, God, the bloody
0: insanity, please. Where he escaped twice, but was recaptured. However, in 1923, he made a permanent escape and was never seen again. Now, nothing's heard of it. I was reading of another blog that said that the police were so desperate in later years that they tried to pin on murder on a man who'd escaped from a lunatic asylum. Now, this kind of... I thought this was Angelino, but then it says that he was presumed killed by a freight train two years before the crime. However, I haven't read that anywhere else, so I don't know where this guy's getting it from. So there's a possibility this Angelino might be dead, might not be, just adding that in there. There's a belief that... The person that Constanzo saw, that's the uh, newspaper boy from earlier, that he, they, he may have seen Angelino as they were... He, Angelino and Tecchio were quite similar in size, so...
1: And they're both Italian.
0: Yeah, so people who believe it's Angelino believe that he was on some kind of, like, mission to kill Benny and his family. Because so they, they'd been friends at one point, but I believe that... I don't know whether the friendship fell apart or something, but he... Probably fell apart around the time that he butchered his fucking kids. Yeah, but there was also the, the, like, mystic mysticism as well. They could have fallen out over Mm. that before as well, but... Probably because Benny earned all the money
1: conning all these people. There's a a lot of reasons they could have fallen
0: out. Benny had also moved to Detroit. um, Not long after this, Angelino murdered his children. And so I don't know whether, like, Angelino might have felt Betrayed by Benny in some way
1: and abandoned. Yeah,
0: I I do genuinely kind of believe that Santorino might have been a bit insane. Just just a little bit. The mystic, like fanaticism as well. No,
1: not just that. I mean, like he butchered his kids. Yeah, like just forget about him being a bit of a loon when it comes to mystic and the occult. Mm. He butchered his kids. Who the fuck does that?
0: He He had to be. I read that he had to be subdued as well. So that does kind of. It hints at insanity, doesn't
2: it? So he's a little bit of a goof, a little bit of a goof, yeah, you know, just a
1: tad, just yeah.
2: a, having a bit of a goof there, you know. Well, that was a bit of a goofy time in my life, you know, mm. lost two kids to so that. <laughs> a dab of insanity, yeah. a dab will do you.
0: So, the most important thing is, Angelina was left handed, so that was what police made him believe he was the guy, however, lack of evidence. From
1: Lack of the fact that he might not even have been alive. Yeah,
0: possibly, but that I've only read that on one blog. So
1: yeah, can't. but it's a valid point. I mean, uh, after he escaped from the insane asylum, they had no clue what where he was,
0: what he was yeah. doing. If he was alive, I also how would he find Benny as well? I kind of, I mean,
1: well, I'm assuming that Benny was a bit famous. Yeah,
0: possibly. I, I just, I just think it's a bit of a.
1: No, it's a bit of a leap. It's yeah. a lot of a
0: leap. It, it's not the most... I wouldn't say it's, like, the most obvious. That's what where it kind of falls down. I think it's very viable in that Angelino had form, not just, like, the kind of murder we're talking about, so killing the children. The actual
1: M.O., the butcher. Yeah,
0: That's what makes me kind of believe quite strongly it could be him. However, I did, I, that, that leap does kind of ruin it for me slightly.
1: OK, he butchered his kids, and the um, Evangelist family were butchered, but... He he was insane. It was in a fit of rage when he enriched his kids, I'm assuming. M.O.'s mm. are usually for people that are serial killers. Yeah. They do it in the exact same way. If people are doing it in a fit of rage, it's not going to be the same way each time. Yeah. So, again, unless he wasn't truly insane, he could be associated with a past serial killer, but it sounds to me that he was insane.
0: I mean, they were done by different weapons, though, so you could argue that point. Yeah, but the same outcome. yeah.
1: Like Michael Myers doesn't kill every victim the same way.
0: Yeah, the problem was Angelina. You couldn't get like thumbprints for him because obviously there was no record of him.
1: Basically. He wasn't in the same I don't, he was I don't think they, they necessarily.
0: They could have like easily been destroyed or something like that. Mm. Um, they might have not even taken them. You know, back then, possibly. Possibly, yeah. Um, possibly. And you got to, you know the whole kind of like investigation was a bit rubbish in it as well it wasn't done, like, very well, is, is the general kind of, I think, belief around this. Yeah, I think that's all I've got on Angelino at the moment. Right. Robert Harris is the only person so far that I know of who has actually confessed to the murder. And this is kind of the interesting one in a way. A bit like Angelino Anteco, he had criminal form. Um, he'd been grilled to, he had been found guilty of brutally stabbing a man named James Smith in the heart. Of course he did. No. Why
1: the fuck did Detroit let these murderers out?
0: <laughs> Atop a, a sacrificial altar as well. He God. is a we cult. Just... He's another cult
2: leader. <sighs> oh, we just keep oh,
1: yeah, no, I read about this one. We yeah. at least
2: just keep goofing up. We just keep forgetting these papers, guys. Sorry. Yeah, you know? and the blo- a
0: couple of blogs I read made a point of putting uh, in inverted commas that he was a negro. Say so they're trying to make the yeah, point. I didn't though. like that, yeah. I, I, I thought that was a bit odd.
1: I got put off, I, I read one of those blogs, I just got put off. I couldn't read the whole thing. So, like, yeah. fuck? does that have to do with anything? Yeah, well, Donald Trump's a white man. Are you all like him? Uh, no, you're
2: not. Yeah, back in those days, that was like their thing, you know.
1: That, yeah, but the blogs to... are written today,
2: yeah. What? Oh, right, oh, uh, yeah. It's <laughs> these are, these are
1: modern source. day people that are living in our society,
0: yeah. I don't have the name of his cult, although I, I did think I read it on one of the blogs, but you can find it on, on there somewhere. So, yeah, they had, police had every reason to believe this guy. Oh, actually, I, before I go, this guy, James Smith, that he murdered, it says that he was stabbed that's what happened second in this murder. He'd, Harris admitted he'd first crushed Smith's head with the rear axle of an automobile. So, n- nice guy, this one. So,
1: definitely murder. Yeah. Not like an
0: accident. <laughs> no, definitely murder. P- the police had every reason to believe Harris was capable of committing... The St. Auburn Massacre, which is Benny's killing. A, they had a confession, they had a pattern, and they had a motive. Like, one question someone was asking was, like, how likely is it that two separate voodoo cult-related murders had nothing to do with each other? Now, it, uh, while it was quite rampant in Detroit, I mean, they are quite similar in some ways. So, the, basically, the idea here that this was some kind of cult slaying it was a cult rivalry because Harris had murdered James Smith because he'd refuted Harris's religion, basically, Oddly, he'd refuted the cult beliefs and stuff like that. So,
1: so glad he's not alive right now to listen to this.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he'd be after us, like, in no time. So, basically, the police believed quite strongly that this was our guy and, obviously, they were pretty keen to get this murder solved, I mean... Um, I forget, what this year this... I think it was around 32, 34, I think, in between those years. And the police, the press and everyone believed that this was the guy and one of the headlines was Confession by King of Weird Cult Cleans Up Detroit Murder. Turns out to be a bit premature, as uh, yet again, there was just no a- actual evidence pointing him to the crime. And it all comes down to that that, that prom- thumbprint was just... I mean, it was a or It wasn't even a particularly great thumbprint either. There was just so little evidence, and the police had messed up this case so much, really, that it could have been any of those three suspects that we had, but we just won't know because the evidence isn't there. Well, it could be none of them. Yeah, it could be none of them. I am going to come on to last suspect now. And last suspect is actually Benny himself, which I know you're going to think is a bit weird, but there are some people who read about this case who do strongly believe it is him. Firstly, because we have heard now a lot of cases where the dad kills the family and then kills himself. So they believe it's this yeah, kind like, of case. Yeah, you like,
1: know, you heard about those guys
0: decapitating themselves. Yeah, uh, you know, all the fucking time. in their mouths from a not, distance. Not quite the same way, but, you know, there was a guy, um, he set his house on fire and it still had, like, um, he shot dead the mum and the daughter and mm. set the fire, shot himself and had set the house on fire already. So there's, it, that's that kind of thing. As you point out, uh, you know, he kills the family and then decapitates himself, that's a bit of a stretch. It's not the easiest thing to do. And from what I could tell, it was done quite neatly and also, the head, it sounds almost like it'd been kind of neatly, quite neatly placed on the floor. I'm not not—I'm not sure, well, that a, a head falling off, How does that fall on its side? Does it fall lying?
1: Really, I don't think there's any way to predict yeah. it. It depends on the force of the fall, how high it yeah. is. But then yeah. you'd also have blood splatter as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's not, it's not exactly something you can predict, really, you know? You need, yeah. can't really train with this.
1: Yeah, know? me and Chris know from experience. Yeah, yeah. Right.
2: like, especially You never know self-decapitation. what's going to happen to bloody head. Self decapitation is a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah. Pardon? Yeah, self decapitation is a bit harder. I mean, yeah. it's not not something you can perfect. Let's face it.
1: And it wouldn't be clean because you'd because your natural instinct is to survive, even if you are trying to commit suicide. Uh, yeah, a bit bloody. And it wouldn't be in one fell. Th- if it was clean, it would mainly be in minimal strike. So it wouldn't be hacking at it. Which, if you're doing it yourself, I'm assuming that there'd be hacking involved. Yeah,
0: I, I, I don't see that going neatly. No. Um, no, no they... you, and, and the blood spatter would tell you that he did it himself, probably. I mean, yeah, you can you can do it yourself, I know that, because there's the Japanese author who killed himself that way, because that's, mm. that's a famous, like, Japanese ritual that he used to do, like, in the ancient Seppukus. Mind. Is that...?
2: Harakiris.
0: What, is that what it's called? Yeah. Because I've forgotten what the author's called, but he was quite a famous Japanese novelist, and he kind of get two machetes or something, or those Japanese swords, and they you just chop your head off. It's done quite neatly, so I suppose you could do it like that. But the, the, the major problem the police was Benny somehow managed to cut his own head off and then hide the murder weapons.
2: I was about to say, like, that'd be the hardest part of, once your head's yeah. off, get um, rid of the, uh, the katanas.
0: Unless, you know, he somehow... M- is that spider screaming? Yeah. <laughs> he somehow... M- Spider's Chris's cat, ow, not, ow. like,
1: an ow. actual spider. Get <laughs> out!
0: <laughs> Ruining Daddy's podcast! <laughs> I'm so sorry about
1: that. Please continue. Anyway, Matt, what are you yeah, saying?
0: Um, so, yeah, unless he magic them away, I can't see how this could be possibly be done. But what... Well, clearly he can
1: magic it away because he's, yeah. he's a mystical yeah, being. he's a mystical...
0: The weird thing is, like, the police actually really wanted to believe this was the case, despite that overwhelming evidence that very difficult to do. I told you they just want to believe suicide because it's open and shut. As I said, the police were quite desperate, and they did get quite extreme. They, uh, there's a guy... If you go on a blog called Weird Detroit, it's got loads of interesting stuff about Detroit around this time. And it's got a guy who called himself Prince Lazuli. and I'm guessing he's another Italian, and... <laughs> He, he's this weird, eccentric character from Detroit at the time. He was, like, a vaudeville actor and stuff like that. Not a very successful one, though. And he and his wife offered their help to the police, who, at this point, was so desperate just for anything. And his wife performed a, so- a seance in the actual house, I think, and she assumed Evangelista's posture in the same chair that he was murdered in and... She was, like, asking the dead immigrant from, you know, from the dead (laughs) to explain what happened. She had to ask him to explain it in English because she couldn't understand Italian, which I find quite funny. The salience was a complete failure, and it just shows you how desperate the police were at the time. They were also so desperate that they were searching for a dog that they believed belonged to the children of the Evangelistas, at least the dog didn't get bit. Yeah, um, apparently it would run away afterwards. And it was um, some kind of like shaggy dog or something like that. It was found by a woman in, and this is about a year or so afterwards. She didn't know who the dog belonged to at the time, but it had some kind of tag, like, like 1929 on or something. Or, or they, they knew the dog was from 1929 somehow. And so she reported it to the police. And they were quite interested to have this dog. The funny part of it was that when she found out the dog, she decided she didn't really want to adopt it in the end, which she'd been quite seriously thinking about, which I kind of just find funny. Yeah, I don't want that dog after all, you know, because it belongs to a murdered guy. So, yeah, no-one's been charged with the murder, and it remains unsolved to this day. So I don't know if you've got any theories.
2: Well, let's let's hear it. This is where we solve it now, all right, guys? You know, it's been enough. This is where we get famous.
0: We're definitely going to solve this one. Who Who did it, Matt? Oh, 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 I don't know. I think it could be Robert Harris, possibly. I think it was the ghosts
1: of all the people that have died because of Benny. Mm. And they came along and did it. But then I feel also like the crime scene must have been staged somehow. Yeah. Because there's six people that got hacked to death. There must have been some noise, some disturbance. So one of them would have rushed. Like, Benny would have rushed to one of the bedrooms or something.
0: Yeah. Like one of those oh,
1: victims must have made some noise. Oh,
0: um, one of the reasons I have... I've, I've read this on Reddit, so I don't know how much you believe this, but there's an idea that they may have been drugged, because that's the belief that the only way you could really do that so neatly because they were, well, the Benny was certainly so done So per,
1: the person that killed them must have had some sort of relationship with them to be able to drug them before coming in and committing the murder.
0: Yeah, I guess unless...
1: So it must have been the ghosts?
0: <laughs> unless they he just managed to get it into their food somehow, somewhere.
1: Again, you must have access yeah. to the home or something. Um,
0: I, I, another theory I read on Reddit, I think, was that it was some guy who'd maybe lost, like, a child or something? Because that might explain I, why he'd killed Benny's children.
1: I sort of believe that it was a victim of one of his fraudulent deeds because it's a really brutal murder. There must have been some sort of passion and hatred right behind it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like just killing someone. Because any... Well, I'm not saying anyone could do that. But if you're going to kill someone, you make it simple. You don't hack a whole family of six to pieces. Yeah. Just, just because some guy, you're blackmailing some guy or some guy offended you, there's hatred, there's pure hatred there. Yeah. So it must have been, I, I firmly believe that it was one of the people that he, he took in, took for a ride.
2: Yeah. That's a good observation, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, Tech. for me, I, I, I don't see Tecchio having the motive for it. And also this guy that um, the new newspaper boy saw, no, no bloodstains anywhere on him uh, that he could see. And it's, it's 5 o'clock in the morning where right? you'd be able to tell. It'd be relatively light by that time. You know. Well, what
1: was Tacky on doing there at 5am? Do we know this? Yeah,
0: why come back? Why come back? I go, it will, would it take you that long to... He left with a friend, so we assume he did go somewhere in the interval time. So, yeah, I, I just I don't think that one's convincing. I mean, I do kind of see the possibility of Angelino, but I think, I just think it's a bit of a jump. I mean, he, he's possibly dead.
1: If he was in Detroit at the time and we knew this, then, yeah, I probably think it's a possibility, but since that we don't know who, where the fuck he was, if he was alive, what he was doing, I think it's a pretty big leap.
0: Yeah, with Robert Harris, would he kill the whole family? I mean, Benny's the guy... Unless it's
1: some sort of occult ritual that I'd never heard yeah. of. Yeah. Or maybe Robert Harris was one of the people that believed that the wife was the actual occultist. Yeah,
0: I, I did wonder so whether there was th- a connection maybe with the wife, possibly. That
1: because they tried decapitating her as yeah. well. Yeah. So they thought that she was in the same vein as um, Benny.
0: Yeah, and I guess you just... Well, you kind of have to do the children maybe then as well, I guess. You don't have to do the children, man. No, I mean, you might feel you have to do it. You can't have... Because like, if they give you away... Yeah, okay. murder is
1: everywhere, right? If you're killing parents, don't just feel that you need to kill the children just because they're in the house.
2: Mm. Oh, they, they never listen, Tom.
1: Come on, murderers! Be sensible now.
2: Yeah, Yeah.
1: They haven't done anything to you. It's just the parents. Gonna
2: do a clean kill, you know. Keep it clean, guys. Yeah, good man. I think this is this is just an open and shut case, actually. You know, I mean, you've got your evidence. You know, you've got your fingerprints. It's obviously an accident.
0: Uh, (laughs) 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 Accident. Yeah, someone must
2: have been gutting fish in the kitchen or something. Just got it slipped and got a bit out of hand, (laughs) and it stayed airborne, and it um.
1: You know what? I'm surprised that Detroit police didn't actually go with that theory.
2: Well, you know, they went with the, the smoky pipe man shooting himself from 20 yards, so I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure this is just as viable. So, this airborne knife went wild, uh, just happened to happen to the cult guy and uh, killed everyone. It was dinner that killed the, the priest.
1: I will firmly say that if there weren't press in that house and that saw the crime scene, that is what the official story would be.
2: Well, I'm just surprised they let so many people put their mitts all over it.
1: Yeah, it's a bit silly. Sometimes, yeah. We've like, had a lot of cases like that that we've talked about. It's like, they look, the police do anything. It, it just do anything screams Trump notorious
2: to me. It's like that whole guy, you know, the guy who shot Lee Harvey Oswald, and it makes me think, yeah, this went deeper, because he knew shit that he didn't want Lee to say. It's, it's And he says, oh, I just really hated him. You know, it's, people that cover shit up like that or, you know, d- destroy evidence in any way, it's... Always a cover up. There's always something deeper going on.
1: Mm. Yeah. Or they were just not equipped to deal with something like this.
2: Mm. Oh, I hate it that we get all these mysteries and we can't solve them.
1: Hey, we've solved every single one.
2: I didn't say we didn't. Uh,
1: I didn't it was Percy Fawcett. It. Percy Fawcett did uh, it. Uh,
2: yes. He's he the went amazing. to
1: Destroy it, yeah. Detroit after he disappeared. He joined up with And Messi. then he did this. Yes. And then he fucking crashed Zendek.
2: And they wrote all the pastors.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm still sticking to my earlier
2: idea that it's a chicken.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The ghost of the chicken, he was the mastermind behind it all.
2: Yeah. I can say without a doubt that's the most hyper-realistic theory (laughs) that we've come up with.
0: Also, It was definitely the chicken. Also, the the wife and the children, they would have eaten chicken at some point. So they've got more than enough reason to go after them.
2: Yeah, dude, (laughs) like it's a motivation of passion.
1: God, now I'm afraid the ghosts of chicken everywhere just going to come after us because mm. we've eaten chicken. I ate chicken yesterday.
2: Chickens are actually freaky animals, if you think about it. Imagine if they were giant. They'd be fucking terrifying. They
1: have wings and they can't fucking fly. Yeah,
2: that's why if they're giant... They
1: were a failure in evolution.
2: Chickens no, uh, originally chickens were dinosaurs. There. Yeah, they were dinosaurs. Oh. They, they, were they? They're, what they're dinosaurs were they? Better surviving than cockroaches. They mm. were... I uh,
0: can't know, remember the... which dinosaur exactly, but yeah, there's... You know, they... All, got a all dinosaurs had
2: feathers. Mm. They're raptors. Raptors, really? Yeah, we got we're eating raptors at the moment.
1: They weren't
0: raptors.
2: Come on, they're raptors.
1: Raptors are more violent.
2: Well, chickens are pretty testy. Don't anyway, I tell you one thing? Don't back a chicken you t- into a corner. Sex with them,
0: they're pretty testy. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah, they don't. Just anyway,
1: allow it. so 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 guys, the chicken did it. All right? Yeah,
0: the chicken did it. That's... Is
1: there anything else we need to say about this episode, this um subject, other than the chicken did it because he clearly did? The ghost of the chicken.
0: There's only one thing more I meant to mention, and it's about a future podcast we could do about another person in Detroit, a woman called Rose Viverez, who's known as the Witch of Delway, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested. I, um, I won't ruin it for listeners, because I'm, I'm hoping we might do this in the future. But it's quite an interesting case.
1: And Matt, you wondered why I put that description down for you on Wikipedia. She, uh, 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 uh wait a minute. Or that person that did the Wikipedia page for us.
0: You, you've chosen quite a lot of murder cases as well. You've probably chosen more murder cases than Yeah, but than then me, no,
1: they don't even end up being brutal. I cho- choose random ones that I don't know anything about.
0: I, I'm sure I chose this, one of the nostalgia ones once.
1: The nostalgia ones come out of, oh, I can't think of anything to do today. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, I don't, let's Chris, do you have anything else to say about Benny?
2: Not Benny in particular, but I do want to say a shout-out to uh, some special oodly-doodly cool guys.
1: Yeah, it's because of our friend Bill.
2: Ah, old yes. Bill, yes. Old Bill, um, who, who
1: I'm going to recruit to do our PR.
2: The History Boys.
1: <laughs> no! The,
2: They're called Nerds on History. The, the, uh shh, I'm doing a bit. Yes, nerds on history. Hey, my boys at nerd on history nerds on history. Hey, thank you so much for your shout out. Back at you, babes. Did
1: you just call them babes? I actually listened to an episode and they're like us, but they're more sane. They know more stuff. What are you saying, Tom? And they like each other more.
0: Oh, what bastards. It?
1: What,
2: it called, <laughs> what was this about? Were you playing?
1: So, if you wanted to hear us, well. Someone like us, just be more sane and likeable. Go listen to Nerds on History.
0: believe this, man? I can't believe it. She, 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 she's saying me a shit,
2: basically. Yeah, I can't
1: believe this. Also. No, we are, we are good in our own niche of, like, hating on. each other and being really, really annoying. Like, and you've never calm.
0: been so rude. Yeah, you me and so
2: Chris, we've we got to do our own podcast. Yeah, we're going to call it Cool on Math. So, the yeah, guys, yeah,
1: guys guys, who's gonna edit your hundred hundred oh, and twenty. Who's gonna edit your one hour and twenty minute recording? Exactly. We won't
2: need to, we'll be perfect. And yeah, we don't it won't. It won't have to edit anything. Yeah, there won't be any editing. And I'll I'll get Noel Gallagher's permission to actually play a good theme to yeah. to our, to our, <laughs> our intro. <laughs>
1: good luck with that.
2: Nah, fuck it. I I, I prefer ours anyway. <laughs>
1: yeah, we're yeah, listening to the Dark's Deduction where we talk about things and stuff. And other things. That should be our new intro. You can't
2: fault us for uh, advertising because, yes, we do talk about stuff.
1: Yeah, stuff in general, just stuff. Basically, we came up with that little tagline because we didn't know what this podcast was going to be about. And we still don't.
0: That's the joy of it. We're so spontaneous. That's the joy of
2: it. I can't believe you guys, it's been 100 episodes. My God, it's been a run. You
0: know,
1: Did I like miss a year? How's 100 it been hundred episodes?
2: episodes, guys! Like, oh my! You're going to confuse
1: God. people. A few weeks ago, it was our fifty seconds.
2: Hundred episodes. We're going to have to wait until the hundred
0: episode to release this, you know. Guys, we need to go.
1: Now get you it. fucked us over, Matt. You
2: brought <laughs> it,
1: You really fucked us over,
2: Chris. Guys,
1: this is a not our 100th this episode. Is a, I don't,
2: this is a time for celebration, go, guys. To
1: we're, be fair, I don't even have a folder for this episode because I didn't think past doing this, yeah, episode, doing the last episode we recorded.
2: I'm going to have a um, pina colada to celebrate okay, this Okay, while
1: you're doing that, the listeners can um, email at thedork seduction at gmail.com. I, I keep saying that email address, I probably should look it up and see if it's the right one. They could do the Facebook, they could do the Twitter, they could do the SoundCloud,
2: they could do, they the, could do the iTunes. They could do the, and you can find me on Cupid. <laughs> I like hot people, OK? I like people with nice jugs and men. So.
1: Please don't find me on LinkedIn, because I don't actually use it.
2: Oh,
0: I, I like nice jugs as well,
2: actually. Yeah. yeah. Porcelain. Join me, man. Quite like porcelain. Yeah. I like a bit of porcelain, yeah. Nice stamp mark. Make sure it's an antique. Yeah. What, search which it on wedge, You can oh, listen to these yes.
1: guys talking about whatever they're talking about.
2: Wedgwood. We make, we make antiques sexy, darling. So. I'm just going to fade we, out one. We just hold it. Yeah, if we were on,
1: this is all going to be faded out. If we
2: were on Antiques Roadshow, it would be post-watershed. I'm just saying that.
0: We stick things in our vases.
2: I'm not going to say what. It's the bottom. And I'm going to fade in. Sometimes milk pours from my cheeks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God, please let me fade.
2: <laughs> milk pouring oh. everywhere. Bye-bye, bye. listeners. Bye. <laughs> Au, revoir. bye. Au revoir. Guten tag. bye Yes. Guten tag. Hello. Au revoir. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> Au revoir. Oh, that's the word I meant. Fuck.
1: <laughs> he said many thanks.
2: Au revoir. <laughs> Au revoir.
1: Merci beaucoup.
2: Ah, uh, ma petite
1: chauffeur. Oh, my God, we're stopping.